meeting that you can get and leave you me. You can give them to a friend and their life will be enriched. God bless you, Elder. Amen. Just come and make yourself at home. Thank you. Very kind. Praise the Lord, everybody. <clears throat> Praise God. Well, everything's working today, ain't it? Thank you, Jesus. Well, it's great to be in God's house and especially this very, very, very beautiful house of God with God's people. There's nowhere else I'd rather be than in church with God's people. Now, if there was a button I could push, I would be in Rialto, but I'm here and I'm very thrilled and highly, highly honored to be here. While you're standing, I'd like you to turn with me to the book of Psalms, chapter number 75. I want to say uh, deep, 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 express my deep appreciation to Elder Spell for the kind invitation to be here and the hospitality shown. I do, again, count it a signal honor, and I mean that with all of my heart. And um, the food is tremendous. I have said this often that it's a good thing I don't live in the South because if I did, I'd make Merle Ewing look like a little boy. Amen. And I'm working on it even at that. But anyhow, uh, thank you so much for everything. I'm sorry I couldn't have been here for all of it. It's been so good to be with my good friend, Philip White, we could go back and trade stories. I could tell you about the time I invited him to come. I forgot he was coming, and I left town. And he showed up. There was no church, no people. Just someone cleaning the church house. That was years. That was, man, that was almost 30 years ago. And, uh, oh, we got stories. We got stories. And it's so good to see Brother Lambeth. He come walking in that office. I could not believe it. I thought my eyes were going to fall out. There's people that ask me how I make it because I tend to go quite a bit. And uh, But there ain't nobody I know in the world that has the stamina of Brother Brad Lambeth. I don't know how the man does it. Just the grace of Almighty God that's upon him and the work in South America and what God does here with him. Amen. Now, we're going to, Brother Spell told me that, he said, I've got time, I'm, I'm going to take advantage of it, but he said, the food's not till about two anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm just relaxing. I should have you seated, but I'm almost done. We had a man that was coming to our church in Arroyo. He had been raised in Pentecost. Granted, he left it when he was in his early 20s. When we found him, he was 53, had never received the Holy Ghost. We worked with him for two years, and man, it's like trying to pray through one of them Jeeps out there. And uh, Brad Lambeth came through, and in one Sunday morning service, prayed that man through to the Holy Ghost. That's been 17 years ago. And the man's still going on, living for God, loving Jesus with all of his heart. All of his heart. You don't forget moments like that. And 
his sacrifice. We love and appreciate the Lambeths, the Spells, the Bites, and everybody that's here. Good to see my dear friend, Brother Ray Majors. He's heard me say this many times. <laughs> but he taught my wife how to make gumbo. And he will have a special place in heaven for doing that. Praise God. Now, he's also heard me say this. I, we don't put everything in our gumbo that he puts in his gumbo because we have laws in California. Praise God. But uh, it's still good. It's very, very, very good and probably more healthy. <laughs> we love We love the majors and everyone that's here. God bless you. I'm going to begin reading at verse number 4, Psalms chapter number 75. I said unto the fools, deal not foolishly. And to the wicked, lift not up the horn, lift not up the horn on high. Speak not with a stiff neck. For promotion. In other words, don't get lifted up, talk foolish, because promotion, blessing, comes neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He putteth down one, setteth up another. For in the hand of the Lord there is a cup, and the wine is red. It is full of mixture. It is full of mixture. And he poureth out the same. But the dregs thereof, all the wicked of the earth, shall wring them out and drink them. But I will declare forever, I will sing praises to the God of Jacob. All the horns of the wicked also will I cut off. But the horns of the righteous shall be exalted. And let's pray and ask that our God would talk to us today. Lord Jesus, we are very, very, very mindful of you. And we ask God that you would turn the lights on in our hearts and minds and souls and illuminate us in the path and paths that we walk individually. Be with us, mold us, make us, but oh God, teach us. Help us today, Lord, we ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you so much. You may be seated. Now, I know that technically it is after 12 o'clock. But uh, it is Sunday. And for me, it, it just feels like Sunday morning. And we... We do a split session at home, and the first session is a teaching situation. And, and I hope you do not mind. I, I feel in a, in a teaching mode. And I don't know quite the difference between teaching and preaching, except I go slower and longer. And, and only the first row gets sprayed, not the third row. Praise God. So that's, that's about all I know. I do want, however, I really feel in the Holy Ghost that, that, that what I have on my heart this morning, I want us to catch this. I think it's important 
that we catch it. And I do not just mean us here in this auditorium, but, but any child of God anywhere, I feel like, somewhere in life needs to catch what I pray we catch today. He speaks here. The psalmist is warning people, especially, obviously, people that are foolish, people that do not live for the Lord, people that are wicked, that they don't get haughty, apparently, especially when things go good for them. Amen. If their horn is lifted up or they are exalted, they need to keep in mind whether they want to recognize it or not, that promotion does not come from east, west, or south, but it's God that has blessed them. So don't, so don't be walking in your uppers when you don't, when you, you need to stop and realize that it is God that's been kind to you. And uh, it is God, that same God that puts down one and sets up another. Now he is addressing the foolish and the wicked, but we who are striving to be righteous and please the Lord, are reading this. And we're saying, okay, that's good advice for the wicked, but why would God bless them in the first place? We're the righteous ones. They're the wicked ones. He explains it with verse 8. He says, in the hand of the Lord there is a cup. And it's full of wine. And he says, the wine is full of mixture. Or the wine is mixed. And God pours out the same. Now, the wine of those days, and even depending on who, what, where is making it today, the wine of those days especially had dregs in the bottom of the bottles, of the cups, etc. That is where the materials that were not dredged out, filtered out, portions of the skin of the grape, even portions of the seeds, etc., etc. Those things that would drift and sift their way down to the bottom of the cup that a person would drink so far, and when it got to that point, they would throw it out. Kind of like sometimes you make iced tea. Maybe the bag breaks or whatever. And you get down to the bottom and you see those little tea leaves floating around. And if you're a witch, you try and figure out somebody's future or you just throw it out. But you don't drink it because it leaves a taste in your mouth. So God says there is a cup that's in the hand of God. And it is mixed And he states here that the wicked are going to drink the dregs. Amen. When it gets down to the bottom of the cup, we're not going to drink the dregs. The wicked are going to drink the dregs. We flip out the dregs. The wicked drink the dregs. But the cup itself of the mixed wine, we all drink it. We all drink it. We drink of a mixed cup. We drink of many of the same things that the wicked drink from. And life is that way. 
There's a reason I'm going to teach this today. Number one, I've lived long enough to realize how conscienceless the devil really is. He has zero conscience. There's no circumstance, event, situation in life, in a person's individual life, that he'll not take advantage of, if he can, of a child of God. There is no tiny little thread of material anywhere, nothing sticking out, no string that he will not yank on it, if he can. There is no mind game that he will not play. There is no torment that is beneath him. Amen. There's no emotion that we struggle with that he will not jump on and do his thing if he is allowed to do so. And one of the greatest protections against that is just some good old-fashioned simple understanding of how life works. And one of the things we've got to realize about life, brothers and sisters, is that the wine, the cup of life from which we drink, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed cup. We will not drink the dregs, but we do drink of the mixed wine where we see sometimes fools riding horses and princes walking, where we see inequities in life where good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And yes, we know that bad things happen to bad people and good things happen to good people. But it's mixed, nevertheless. Amen. And we wonder the whys and the wherefores. It's because there is a cup in the hand of God and the wine is mixed. Amen. This is why we need to, and I want to propose that this mixed cup again, it comes to everybody, the righteous and the unrighteous. And I'm not the first one to consider this by no stretch. In Ecclesiastes 9, there was a man by the name of Solomon. And as I made mention of yesterday, there is some rabbinic thought that he wrote the Song of Solomon in his young, inspired, amen, relatively fresh, new, untried youth, the Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. And Proverbs, he moved into much greater depth as far as life, and wisdom and things done under the sun, amen, in Proverbs, his middle years. But that he wrote that strange enigmatic book of Ecclesiastes where there is woven through it, sad to say, some portions of real cynicism. Great insight, great understanding, but also you have to be careful what you're reading because, again, you're dealing with a man that life has somehow, and he brought it on himself. We understand that. Amen. But now it's 24 times in 12 chapters. Vanity of vanity, saith the preacher. One of the things that bothered him in this ninth chapter is this. For all this I considered in my heart, even to declare all this, that the righteous and the wise and their works are in the hands of God. Verse 2. All things... All things come alike to all. There is one event to the righteous and to the wicked, to the good and to the clean and to the unclean, to him that sacrificeth and him that 
sacrificeth not. As is the good, so is the sinner. And he that sweareth, as he that feareth an oath. And he looked at all of this mixed wine that we all drink from. And he said, this is an evil among all things that are done under the sun. It bothered him tremendously that that evil people, wicked people, foolish people were promoted. Amen. While many times good people are set at naught. Amen. And in life it just comes out so unfair. But Jesus warned us, as did others, that this cup is mixed. In Matthew 5, 44 and 5, Jesus said, I say unto you, love your enemies. Now, I thought when you live for God. Now, when I was in the world, I had enemies. I, I told you about the guys that, that beat my head on the pavement. The other guy that did a dance on my head. That would say they were pretty much my enemies. And so finally I found a place of repentance. And I was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And I thought, thank God, them days are over. And I can tell you, I've never been beat up since I came to God. But I have found out I still got some enemies. I try as I might. I, I, I think, how could anybody not like Larry Booker? But there's plenty that don't. So what do you do? So... Jesus, I could, I could go into a corner and suck my thumb and pull a cover over my head and not come out. But Jesus said, here's what I want you to do about your enemies. I want you to love them. I want you to love them. I want you to bless those that curse you. I want you to do good to them that hate you. I want you to pray for them that despitefully use you, amen, and persecute you. Now that's a mixed cup. Amen. He said, I want you to do this, that you can be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. Because this is the way He operates. He makes His Son to rise on the evil and on the good. He sends His reign on the just and on the unjust. The wine is mixed. We all need the sunshine. Well, guess what? It doesn't just shine on good people. We all need the rains. But guess what? It doesn't just rain on good people. The wicked get sunshine. The wicked get rain. The wicked can grow crops. We grow crops. And all kinds of things. God, in so many ways, is so good. So good to people that do not lift a finger to live for Him. Amen. I've got a, my wife has got an aunt, Catherine. She's never lifted one finger to live for God. Amen. I remember when years ago she was in a horrid car wreck. So bad from her ankle down, her foot was crushed literally beyond to smithereens. It was a sack of sandy blood mixed gristle it was a hanging limpid sack everything everything was gone and they obviously said we must amputate she said you'll never amputate my foot they said we with every effort we make it's just a matter of time infection 
gangrene. We'll amputate more than your foot. We'll, we'll take your leg. It'll cost you your life. She said, then it'll cost me my life because you'll never take my foot. And so guess what she did? She started calling good people that love God, that are baptized in Jesus' name, that have got the Holy Ghost. And she began to beg them to pray for her. And this woman who never lifted a finger to live for God, God began to hear the prayers of good people. And they still have to this day the series of the x-rays that showed and amazed. And they would bring in doctors from all over Oklahoma and beyond to watch the miracle unfolding before their eyes as they watched from week to week. Not only no infection, but they watched as the coagulation, not of just blood, but of gristle and bone, would form and come together. They saw the ankle formed. They saw today she walks, she moves, she can move her foot, she can wiggle her toes. The doctor's utterly amazed. But I have a hard time telling that story. Amen. With the dear sister in our church that they wheel in in a wheelchair little little sweet Jewish lady, amen, that a year ago, two years ago, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, amen, was baptized in the beautiful name of Jesus because they had to amputate her knee, her leg from the knee down. Living for God, loving God, come to God, got sick, prayer was made, 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 and they had to amputate her leg. And yet my wife's aunt never lifts a finger and God performs a miracle like that. Don't think the devil won't take advantage of things like that. And rag people's minds. Amen. Rag their minds about, we discussed this yesterday, about kids that live for God and kids that don't live for God. Amen. Parents that have put forth their best effort possible. Amen. And sometimes they go south. And I've got parents that, as God is my witness, I'm sorry, Jesus. I don't, sometimes I think they ain't worth a powder to blow away. And yet I've watched them produce such good kids. Amen. And, and, and the guys that want to write the books on the expert of how to do it, for every expert book, and I've read them and I enjoy them, but I'm going to tell you something. And, and I'm going to give you something else. You ready? And Brother White pointed this out to me years ago, and I never forgot it. For the ministers here, if you're ever going to teach a family life seminar and tell people how to live, don't go to the Bible looking for the perfect family. Because which family are you going to choose? Abraham's? David's? Jacob's? Name me a non-dysfunctional family in the Bible. And yet they were God's people. And they walked and talked with Him. And they loved Him. And they prayed to Him. And while the world moved one way, they moved another because they wanted to serve their God. And life is mixed. And you, you look and you see. But in the hand of the Lord, there is a cup. Thank God. We're not going to drink the dregs. Hallelujah. We're not going to drink the dregs, but the wine nevertheless is mixed. 
This good Father that we have sends rains on the just and the unjust. For the earth, now you're going to have to stick with me to the end of this. You really are. Or you're going to leave here depressed. The earth which drinketh in the rain, Hebrews 6, that comes oft upon it and brings forth herbs, meat for whom by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing of God. But that portion of the earth that receives the same rain, that gets the same sun, but they do not produce the good fruit, amen, to him that has given it. But rather it bears thorns and briars. That is rejected of God. And it's nigh unto cursing whose end is to be burned. But beloved, I'm persuaded better things of you and things which in accompany salvation. Hallelujah. Here's part of the picture. Everybody gets the sunshine and the rain. By the grace of God, we try to bring forth good fruit unto God. We thank you for your blessings. We want to apply them properly. We want to make you happy. We want to be a blessing to others. And others receive the same sunshine and rain and blessings. And they bring forth thorns and briars. And that which is nigh unto cursing with the very same blessings of God. Well, I can't help what they do. But God, I want to do what's right. I want to live for you in spite of it. I still take the good things, the bad things, whatever comes my way. And I want to produce good things in return. Hallelujah. Hand me the cup. By the grace of God, we'll drink whatever comes. Amen. But it is a mixed cup. This is why the Bible speaks of wheat growing together in the same field as tares. Good fish and bad fish being pulled up with the same net. Wayside soil that's right next to shallow soil. That's right next to stony soil. That's right next to 30-fold soil, which is right next to 60-fold soil, which is right next to 100-fold soil. And it's the same area and the same seed and the same sunshine and the same rain. And the wine is mixed. But somewhere, the harvesters are coming. And in the end, there's going to be a reconciliation of all things. And God, listen to me now, God keeps good books. God keeps good books. The wine is mixed. I'll tell you how mixed it is. I, I strive to be a good pastor. I, I really do. God, you know I'm trying. Amen. I strive to teach it right, preach it right, establish it right, use that which is right. Amen. And on and on and on. I try to do it with all long-suffering and doctrine. Sometimes people get my long-suffering mixed up for my doctrine. But I strive, trying my best. I want to see people make it to heaven. I know that without holiness, nobody is going to see God. And all of that. I feel like there's pastors under the sound of my voice strive for the same things. But guess what? The wine is mixed. And this is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 18, 19, first of all, when you come together in the church, I hear there be divisions among you. And I partly believe it. For there must, everybody say must. There must be also heresies among you 
it's going to happen as surely there's a cow in Texas and a crawfish in Louisiana. Amen. There's going to be heresies. There's going to be divisions. There's going to be things that arise. Paul said, it's going to happen. It must be. Why? Because the cup is mixed. And he's going to do it if for no other reason than for this. That they which are approved may be made manifest among you. The heresies, the problems, the trials are going to come, if nothing else, to find out who really means business with God, who really loves God, who really wants to serve God, who really wants to please God. Amen. John put it on this wise later. He said, they went out from among us that it might be made manifest that they were not of us. If they were of us, then no doubt they would have continued with us. Amen. And so there it is. You've got it. You've got a mixed bag. You've got mixed wine. And if you don't realize this, it'll drive you out of your ever-loving mind. Hallelujah. But you've got to stop and step back and say, but God is good and God is great. Hallelujah. By the grace of God. I'm not going to drink the dregs. Hallelujah, when it comes to the end of the cup, when it comes to the end of life, I'm not going to swallow that bitter bile, that wickedness that goes down into the grave with the wicked. I want my death to be peaceful. I want my death and my passing to be sweet. I want it to be right. Amen. I've preached a lot of funerals, and especially this last year. We've laid to rest patriarchs of our church. Brother Spell, I know that you have a church in the ground, the folks that you've buried through the years. I would rather preach 100 funerals of the saved than one funeral of a lost soul. Because the dregs are so painful. Not every lost soul that you buries like this, O.C.A. Nelson, they called him to preach a funeral one time for a guy in town named Jake. He knew Jake. He couldn't think of nothing good to think of saying for Jake. He went to his family. He went to co-workers. He was trying to find something nice to say about the guy at his funeral. Finally, he got up, read the obituary, and talked about the Lord, and looked down at the coffin. He said, oh, Jake, he could really whistle good. I mean, the guy was the best whistler in these parts. And that was it. I mean, he was a good whistler. That was... There was no other area of his life that he was decent. Amen. So it's not that way, we know, with every lost person. But there's that underlying sense, that sadness. But when they're saved, and yes, it may be a young one, it may even be a child, there's nothing more painful. We're not talking about an absence of pain. But we don't sorrow as others. We sorrow, but not as others who have no hope. 
Hallelujah. We know they're just asleep. When you lay your babies down at night and they close their eyes to go to sleep, you don't go into a panic till in the morning because you know they're going to wake up. That's why the New Testament term for death is sleep. Because one of these days in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we're going to wake. Hallelujah. Yes, we're with the Lord. They're with the Lord right now. But I'm going to tell you something. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it's going to be changed. Hallelujah. But for now, the wine is very, very, very mixed. We talked about Job yesterday, so I don't have to go into long discussion of him. Amen. But Satan went forth from the presence of God. And we know what happened to him. And when it was all over, between the loss of the camels, the asses, the oxen, the sheep, the sons and the daughters, all but four servants that brought him the news. And then when the boils started, from the top of his head to the sole of his feet, amen. And his wife again Are you going to retain your integrity? Are you still going to strive to be pure in the middle of this crazy, mixed-up world? Are you still going to maintain your purity? Are you going to still strive to please God that this thing does not make one single bit of sense? He said, lady, can I tell you something? The wine is mixed, and you better learn that right now. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of the Lord and not evil also? You listen to me, lady. The Lord lives. He's good. I'll see Him. One of these days, I'm going to be like Him. But until then, the wine is mixed. And if i got to drink the cup, I'll drink the cup. Hallelujah. And anybody you want to go to, ask Joseph, who knew the feeling of his father's coat and his father's love, and he knew the dreams and the vision. Ask him about his brothers. Ask him about the pit. Ask him about the auction block. Ask him about Potiphar's house. Ask him about the prison. He'll tell you, the wine is mixed. The wine is mixed. But you got to hang in there. There's a God that sitteth in the heavens. And one of these days, it's going to be a different story. Any name you want to name, Moses, high, lows, good, bads, strongs, weaknesses, amen. David, sheep, lions, bears, harps, kings, giants, haunted, hated. All the heroes know that the wine was mixed. We could talk about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and Samuel and the prophets who through faith they subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouths of lions, they quenched the violence of fire, and on and on and on and on. But others, the trials of cruel mockings, they have just as much faith, but they had scourgings. They loved God ever bit as deeply, but it was bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted. They were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins, goatskins. They were destitute. They were afflicted. They were tormented. And the world wasn't worthy. Oh, those children of faith. Amen. Every last one of them would tell you the wine is mixed. The wine is mixed. Paul could tell you the wine is mixed. He could tell you about the stripes, the wrecks, the waters, the robbers, 
But he could also tell you it's a light affliction. The cup doesn't last long. It's just for a moment. It's going to work a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. He could tell you that the sufferings of this present time, this cup, ain't fit to be compared to the glory that's going to be revealed. Hallelujah, the wine is mixed. Jesus told us the wine is mixed. These things I'm telling you, amen, so that you can have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. And he was tempted in all points like as us. It behooved him to be made like unto his brethren. That's why in the garden he fell on his face and he prayed, Father, if it's possible, let this cup, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to drink the mixed wine. Did he heal? Did he raise from the dead? Did he open the blinded eyes? Did he teach? Did he preach? Yes, that's all in the cup. But suffering's in the cup. Rejection is in the cup. Being misunderstood is in the cup. And even he said, let this cup pass. And that's why we say sometimes, please God, I don't want this cup. Please stick with me. Part of the reason the cup is so mixed is because we are so mixed. That's why Paul put it on this wise. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. This great Holy Ghost Resurrection, new birth, sin-cleansing experience in such earthen vessels. And we're a strange concoction. We're a new creature, no question. There's no creature in the world like us. We're new because our souls have been redeemed and our spirits have been redeemed. And it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. But we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our bodies. Your soul's been redeemed and your spirit's been redeemed, but your body hasn't caught up yet. And so this treasure, sad to say, is an earthen vessel that's groaning in itself because it wants to be redeemed so bad. I remember as a 19-year-old hippie boy, and it was bad, but God saved me. I remember the night I got the Holy Ghost, April 2nd, amen, or, or baptized in Jesus' name, April 2nd, 1972. Received the Holy Ghost April 6th, 1972. This last... April 2nd, I preached the funeral for the boy that came and got me, picked me up out of Colorado, was saved before me. The night I crumbled into a thousand pieces in my soul in Pueblo, Colorado, 
begging God if he'd get me out of this mess. I'd do anything in the world. He was 650 miles away praying for me. And the Lord spoke to him and said, Arise, go get Larry. He's ready now. He drove all night long, picked me up, drove me back. We got there Easter Sunday, 1972. And 34 years later to the day, I'm preaching his funeral. The boy God instrumentally used to save me who hadn't been inside the local church and saved for over 30 years. A boy that was so brilliant he could read a chapter two times, maybe three, and quote it to you verbatim. A boy that was 55 when he died and he didn't look a day over 30. And I stood there and all of his family was there. And I wanted to hit him. I wanted to slap him. I wanted to say, why, Larry? Why did you do it? But for their sakes, I told of him going to get me. And how God used him. But I'm thinking, oh God, the wine is so mixed. And I remember those early days. That zeal, that hunger, that I hope is still there. But I would, I didn't know some things I know now and I'd be, I was so weary of trials and troubles and tears and temptations. I remember, I mean, there was a cemetery between our house and the, in the church, and many a night I'd cut through it, and it was a shortcut, actually. But I'd go, I went one night especially into the center of the cemetery. It was about 10 p.m. after church. I knelt in the center of that cemetery, and I started praying, and I said, God, I'm not getting up until I'm changed. I'm sick of the trials. I'm sick of them temptations. I'm sick of the thoughts that run through my mind. And I'm not leaving here until I'm changed. And I prayed and I cried and I wept. (laughs) Could have woke the dead if they woke up. But anyway, and it's 10.30 and it's 11. And I was hoarse as a toad. It's 11.30, 11.45. Oh, God, please change me. Oh, God, it's midnight, and it was getting darker by the second. And I finally got my sweat-drenched body up and said, Okay, God, we'll have to do it some other time. And I went home. And in a few days of reading, I realized we have this treasure in earthen vessels and this corruption It's coming. Don't worry, Larry. That day's coming. What you're hungering, what you're you're groaning in yourself for, it's coming. You're waiting for the adoption. You're waiting for the redemption of your body. But till then, the wine's mixed. And life's mixed. And your body's mixed. And if you're not careful, these things 
will throw you. That's why you've got to look to the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He despised the shame. He sat down now on the right hand of the throne of God. Hey, brother, you better consider and endure such contradiction of sinners. Amen. Lest you get weary and you faint in your mind. And all of this, I'm cutting a lot out. It can trip you up. It almost tripped up the psalmist. Truly God's good. Even to such as of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped. What was my problem? I couldn't understand this mixed cup of wine. I was envious of the foolish. I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They're not in trouble like other men. They're not plagued like other men. These are the ungodly. They prosper in the world. They increase in riches. And here I am. I've cleansed my heart in vain. I've washed my hands in innocency. I've been plagued all the day long. I'm chastened every morning. And when I think about this, it's so painful for me. And I had almost gone until I went to the sanctuary and I saw their end. I saw the dregs at the end of the cup. I saw that it's not going to be like this forever, sir. It's not going to be like this forever, ma'am. Hey, man, you just got to hang in there because there is a God that one of these days, and this is the way it happens. One of the elders answered saying unto me, I need a musician, please. Who are these people arrayed in white robes? Where'd they come from? The answer asked John, and I said, Sir, thou knowest. He said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. They washed the robes, they made them white in the blood of the Lamb. You know how we keep this thing, this mixed up business clean? The blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. And everyone that hath this hope purifieth himself even as he is pure. Life's mixed up, life's strange, but we keep working. And we say, God, I'm going to be pure. Let's stand. That's why we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God who are the called according to His purpose. That's why in everything, in everything, whether we understand it or not, it fits or not, or even if it's the will of God or not, we stop and we say, God, all I know is You're good and You're great, and I will give You thanks. I don't understand why I just had to drink that down, but I want you to know I praise You. And I love You. Like the man whose beautiful college graduate valedictorian daughter was hit in a head-on car wreck by a drunk. She was not marred physically, facially, even internally physically, but she was marred mentally. 
Something happened. Something snapped. Something gave way in her brain. Long story short, she had to be committed. This beautiful, highly educated, God-fearing girl from a God-fearing family to an institution that most all times was a padded cell, but on many days was a straitjacket, lest she harm herself. This wasn't for a few months. This wasn't for a year. This went on for over three years. And the trips by her faithful father who had prayed until he was sick, who had called friends around the nation, who had pleaded and begged God. The trips became harder and harder and harder and harder to bear. He did his best to keep them up. But it's as if every new trip was more bitter than the last. And he pulled up under the tree-lined parking lot of the outsidely beautiful edifice that contains so much sorrow and pain inside. And something gave way in him. And for the first time in this whole long, sad saga of drinking from this cup, he began to beat on his steering wheel. And he said, what kind of a God are you? Why did you do or in any way allow this to happen to my baby? What did she ever do to you? And he heard a voice speak to him and said, lift your hands and praise me right now for my dealings with your daughter. And he could not do it. And shakily he got out and he shut the door and he's making his way across the parking lot making his way up the steps and he hears it again. Lift your hands and praise me and thank me for my dealings with your daughter now. And he couldn't do it. He went to the now familiar nurse's station. They knew, he knew, the presence of a nurse on each side of him meant this is an exceedingly bad day for my daughter. He started down the hallway of the wing where she was kept. He could already hear her ravings and her rantings. It was a straitjacket day. And as he stood and he began to make his way down the hallway, he heard the voice say, Stop now! Raise your hands! Praise me and thank me for my dealings with your daughter. And he stopped. And he began to shake. 
And he began to cry. And the nurses understanding, they thought he'll be next. And then especially thought it. As shaking, trembling hands begin to push their... And I'm going to tell you, sometimes to praise God in the midst of this mixed wine, you got to shove with everything in your power. And he got his hands in the air. And he said, God, God, I praise you, God. I love you, God. God, I thank you for your dealings with my daughter. And the nurses are just, oh, my goodness. And while he's doing it, he begins to notice He's the only one he can hear. And he stops. And the cell, the padded cell, is quiet. And before his hands go down to his side, coming out from that cell, Daddy! Daddy! Is that you? Is that my daddy? And God had healed his daughter. I don't understand all this business, but I know God is God. And there's a peace that passes all understanding. And we need to learn to be content in whatever state. He puts up one, he sets down another. Let God be true and every man a liar. I know how to be full, hungry, abound, suffer need. But in everything there's a God that will strengthen me somehow. But there's a day coming. And the third angel followed saying with a loud voice. I'm just reading it. I'm not giving you eschatology. However God does it, that's fine. If any man worship the beast in his image and receive the mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same, listen to me now, shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture. There's a day coming, sir. The wine ain't going to be mixed no more. There's a day coming. Each cup will be pure. One will be pure. No mixture. It's nothing but the cup of indignation. It speaks of torment, fire, brimstone from the presence of the holy angels. It speaks of smoke of torment ascending up forever and ever. No rest day or night. This is the patience of the saints. If you're here today, you've never repented of your sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, received the Holy Ghost. Listen up, sir. Listen up, Mr. Sinner Man. I don't care how good God's been to you. I don't care the blessings that have come your way. There is a day coming when the cup will no longer be mixed. 
And all you will have left is darkness and pain and emptiness and sorrow and eternal regret and nothing you can ever do about it. No more blessings, no more kindness, no more altar calls. No more preachers calling, no more pets on the backs, no more love, no more grandkids, no more children, no more hugs, no more good things. Because you brought forth thorns and briars and that which is nigh unto cursing, the end is to be burned. But on the other hand, I heard a great voice saying, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them. They'll be his people. God himself shall be with them. And God, ma'am, mother, the tears you've shed, Grandma, the pain you've suffered, one of these days, God Himself, you're going to feel His finger come on your cheek and it's going to wipe away all tears from your eyes. In that day, there's no more death. There's no more sorrow. There's no more crying. There is no more pain. All the former things are passed away. No more mixed cup. Everything's pure. The city has no need of the sun. There's no moon. It's nothing but the glory of God. Hallelujah. There's nothing in there that defiles. There's nothing in there that works abomination. There's nothing in there that makes a lie. Amen. It's a pure, pure, pure river of the water of life. Clear as crystal. There's no more curse. No need of the... There's no night. There's no need of the candle. There's no light of the sun. God is that pure, everlasting light. And as for your corruptible bodies, I show you a mystery. Listen to me, saint of God. Listen to me, child of God. We're not all going to sleep, but we are, every one of us, going to be changed. In the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This corruptible will put on incorruption. This mortal will put on immortality. Hallelujah. And it's going to be, amen, that death is swallowed up in victory. All those things are over. No more graveyards at midnight. I'm changed. The cup is not mixed anymore. Got a friend of mine. I'm close. Brother Spell, he's a preacher, he's a pastor. He was on an operating table. Massive heart attack. Under sedation, he was out. They were working on his heart. He was oblivious. Until he heard the words, We've lost him. We've lost him. Oh no, we've lost him. And he saw his body. 
and he saw doctors. Every action right, but he could tell the franticness in their voice. Hand me this, hand me that. Nurses working, scurrying. He saw them working on his lifeless body. And he was leaving the scene. And he says that's as if he turned and said in like a moment in the twinkling of an eye, he was shooting. And he said, I've seen it. I've been there. I saw the glory. I saw the light. I saw the city. He said, I saw a throng. A massive throng, uplifted hands, worshiping endlessly, praising gloriously. I saw a throne, I saw light brighter than any of the sun, but it was beautiful and glorious. And I was coming home, and I was in that number, and as I was approaching with such a joy, he felt his momentum slow and stop. He was suspended and he felt himself begin to be pulled back. And he said it wasn't vocal, but it was as real as anything he's ever known. He screamed, No! And he left. And he was back. And the next words he heard was, We've got him! We've got him! He's back! He's back! He saw his body. And he saw the doctors. And he woke up almost three days later. first conscious real thoughts he was back in his body they were giving him pain medication in a few months a few weeks actually but especially a few months back to the phone back to the counseling back to the problems Back to the preaching, back to the, the highs and the lows and the goods and the bads and the sads, the glads, the vicissitudes of life. He was back to drinking the mixed cup. But this is what I want to tell you. He said, the only way I can describe that place is where we're headed is the absence of anything negative. Brother Majors, I want to go to where there's not a single negative. Where the cup in the river is clear as crystal.
No more tears, mama. No more hunger. Does anybody want to go there? There's no more thirst. There's no more discomfort from a too hot sun. There's no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. If you're here today and you're not ready to go, think maybe you'd like to go to that place. Think you'd like to go there. If you're here and you're on the way and you can't wait for his finger to come and wipe every tear from your eyes, maybe you'd just like to come down and lift your hands and say, Jesus, I don't want this cup. I'd like for it to pass, but I'm going to drink whatever you want me to drink because I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it all the way to the end. Hallelujah. I'm going to go on, God. One of these days, there's going to be a calm assurance. There ain't going to be no hospitals there. Ain't going to be no infirmaries. There ain't going to be no doctors but Luke and those like him. Hallelujah. No more sick beds. No more wheelchairs. No more drugstores. No more medications. No more sick little boys and girls. I'm going to the place where there's nothing negative. I'm going to the land of of unmixed wine saints of God under the sound of my voice do you want to go there I think right now would be a good time for us just to step out and lift our hands and say God I am renewing a determination in my heart I will never ever 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 go back by the grace of God I repeat amen Mr. Sinner man if you're here today and you've never repented been baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost there's a God that loves you there's a God that's got precious things and good things but especially in the world to come can I tell you my God is reaching for you today Let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Come on, let's pray. Let's seek Him. Let's make some, let's make some determinations. Let's make some permanent consecrations. Hallelujah. Bring that treasure down in that earthen vessel and say, my God, I'm going to make it all the way to the end. Arms of life to blow me down. For now we're in the land of mixed wine but we're going to a better place come on mama come on daddy come on young man come on young lady God wants to help you God wants to help you God wants to help you he'll take us by the hand he'll walk us all the way to his beautiful land Everything will be just right in heaven. There'll be no storms of life to blow me
just right in heaven. There'll be no storms of life to blow me Try. 
Sisters, why don't you lay your hands on the shoulder of a sister by you? Brethren, let's pray one for another. We're in this thing together. We need each other. We all have the highs and the lows and the goods and the bads and the vicissitudes. We need each other so bad. We need to pray one for another. We need to lift one another up. We need to be there for each other. This may be a high day, but it may be your sister's low day. This may be your brother's good week, but it may be your bad month. We need each other. We need each other. We need God and we need each other. Oh, God, we're going to make it. Oh, God, 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 by your grace, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We're standing on holy ground again today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Ha. Hallelujah. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Ha, ha. Excellent is thy name in all the earth. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. 
Lord, 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 hallelujah. Amen. Hard to close a service like this. The presence of God is so real here today. It's a good God. Praise God. Just a few moments. Amen. Brother Major is going to pray over the food. and We're going to ask you to stay and eat with us. But I thank God for this word that I've heard today. I mean, thank God for this word that you heard today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Lord, have mercy. Thank God. I have been helped here today. You know, so many times folks go to meetings like this, and, you know, it's high. I have nothing against high church. We have high church around here. Amen. And they said, boy, we've been blessed. And that's great. I don't want to tell you about this meeting. I have been helped. Amen. It's been different. We have it around the back of the pews and all that. It may, may happen tonight. I do not know. But I want to tell you, I've been the pastor here 47 years, and I believe this has been the best meeting that we've ever had in these 47 years. A lot of depth to it. Thank God for it. Hallelujah. Amen. Service this evening begins at 7 o'clock instead of 7.30. Fill the prayer rooms up. Let's come and pray and ask God for great Holy Ghost service tonight. Brother Majors, will you pray and ask God the blessings on Let's all pray together. Holy God, thank you for letting us be here today. Thank you for Brother Booker, the message that you gave him to bring to us. Thank you for ears anointed to hear minds to understand it, hearts to receive it. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we would go from here understanding that this cup cannot pass from us. We must take it today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day. This cup cannot pass from us. Hallelujah. Now we understand. We'll face it. We take it. Hallelujah. It's mixed. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the strength. Thank you for the hope. God, I pray that you'd bless this church. It's in revival in this city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, this church, the hope of Baton Rouge. God, send revival here. God, send revival here. The apostolic message, those that want to really be saved. Jesus, bless the food, our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. I know that, Lord, our message is kind of hard to leave this place. Let me just mention this. Don't go anywhere else. Amen. We have brought food in here today to...